Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't the best Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast I am Wags and with me as always is my co-host Dane uh, Recording here live on Facebook and YouTube And part of the Pigskin Podcast Network on Sunday evening. And of course, if you aren't joining us live, you can listen to us on a podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, So thanks so much for those of you that are joining us here on the live stream. Uh, We've got a lot to get into after this one and also not very much to get into after this (laughs) one thing because there's uh, both a lot and not a lot you can say after a, a tough 38-3 38-3 to three beat down at the hands of the New Orleans Saints today. Yeah, Wags, uh, if, if y'all are listening either live or um, more likely Monday morning uh, or Monday at some point to this podcast, you're the brave ones because, um, you know, th- this was a brutal, brutal loss today. Um, optimistic guy here i'm opt i'm I, I tend to be pretty optimistic about the packers and uh it, it's pretty clear that the packers players uh we're recording this on sunday evening are um already sticking to their guns of it's one loss it's one game there's 16 more games to go um i tend to agree with that i really do uh truly do but it doesn't take away the sting uh, and it also makes me a little bit nervous wags uh, after the the turmoil of the offseason for the team to come out flat i'm hoping it's just a, a coincidence i really am and I, and i and i think it is but I, I do think that there's a little bit of cause for concern right now for the team to come out so flat, national game of the week, um, you know, on the road, but not on the road. A lot of Packer fans there. It's just a really disappointing way to open the season, especially with the season with this kind of expectation. For sure. And like it or not, it's pretty hard to ignore that as the narrative. That'll be yeah. the narrative locally. That'll be the narrative nationally that the distractions were too much for the Packers and are they going to be able to respond to this? Of course, we don't know the answer to that question yet. We sure hope they do because there's an awful lot of talent on this team, but the way they played today, uh, they're not, they're not a team that looks like they are are contending for anything. So they're going to have to get a whole lot better in a hurry. And yes, it is just one game. So, uh, while we can't overreact, there are certainly some things to, I think, dive into uh, in terms of maybe some individual uh, things that the coaching staff will be looking at, as well as maybe just some behind-the-numbers stuff from from the performances today. Um, but, yeah, going with that, Dane, I, I, we talked a little bit on our Insta Live right after the game. We had, obviously, everything with Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Mm-hmm. And... The way he played today, how much of that do you think, uh, you know, affected him? I mean, it seems crazy to even think that that had any bearing on what was going on out on the field today. But on the other hand, I think rightly uh, he was taking some criticism for maybe not having his head all on football uh, with a team that's coming off of two NFC championship game appearances. So was he committed and was that, a, a, what a leader should be doing the your best player your mvp is that really setting the tone 
or everybody getting better and doing the little things and coming in and being ready to go because this was a team that did not look like they were ready to go at all. So take it away on that thought. Do you think, you know, you, we can't rewrite history, but do you think mm-hmm. that um, what Aaron did this off season perhaps had some small way of contributing to the Packers uh, not really being ready to go here today or just starting off the season on the right foot. Yeah, it's, you know what, it's, um, unfortunately, it's valid for this question to come up. Uh, it, it's invited, right? Um, the, the, the discourse of this offseason, um, those questions that I think are fair questions to have. And you and I historically are not guys that really, pile on individual players. But I think that it's it's worthwhile to, to ask that question. And I think my answer, Wags, is it doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help, right? I mean, you've got Tom Brady and others, and I don't like to just compare it to Tom Brady, but other quarterbacks in the offseason um, do unofficial workouts, right, with their receivers, and, and they find a place to go, and they run routes, they do all that. That by, by all appearances was not the case with, with the Packers this off season. And is it mandatory to do that? Of course not. It's not, but would it have been nice maybe for some of these receivers to, to get together with Aaron and, and, you know, sling the ball around and do some of that. I think it would have been good. Um, you know, it just, those, those types of things, right. Cause it's, it goes beyond what happens on the field as well. And it's not just Aaron, by the way, it's not because- just Aaron. You know, we had our top five receivers at the time mm-hmm. skip uh, OTAs. And those guys probably needed to be out there getting reps and getting better. Uh, I I think they will have better games. I, yes. I know they will have better games throughout this season. I have a lot of confidence in their ability. But, you know, you look at Alan Lazard. You look at MVS. You know, these guys, even Randall Cobb, who just rejoined the Packers, and I get he wasn't there for the OTAs, but none of those guys were at OTAs or did any work in the preseason. And I that's coaching staff's, you know, call too, uh, or mostly their call. So I, I understand that there's some culpability there too, and that's, that's a different discussion. But it's all about setting the tone. Uh, and when your leader's not there, I think he does share some responsibility. Now, ultimately... Is that the main reason why the Packers stunk today? No. no. But is it an underlying or a question or a fair question? Uh, perhaps. I, I think, you know, when you come out like this in week one, uh, it's it's uh, definitely a fair question, like you said. And we were we were talking earlier, if this had happened in week five or week seven and you're getting ready to go to a bye, unfortunately you have stinkers sometimes throughout mm-hmm. the season. Uh, but when it happens in week one, I think that's that's definitely cause for for some concern. So, um, Dane, what were some other just overlying thoughts you had? Yeah, about the performance today as well. I mean, I think it was the defense struggled early, um, and my my big concern there early on was like, man, if they can't get off the field now, they're going to be worn down in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, clearly, that didn't seem to really matter because the game got away uh, from them, um, you know, um, pre- pretty significantly. I will say that they made a couple stops in a couple spots that would have theoretically gotten the team back into it, but the offense um, had some turnover issues. Um, so um, while I think the defense deserves criticism, 
I don't think it was as bad, believe it or not, as I think the, the score suggests. And I also don't think it's as bad as a lot of the fans are going to try to make it out to. I, I was joking that what's the over under one quarter on folks want co- wanting Coach Barry fired. And, you know, anybody who took the under is a big winner because I think after the first series, folks were, were livid. But, um, you know, I, I thought that they had a couple key stops. And if the Packers were able to get a touchdown on, on the possession where Aaron Rodgers threw the interception, um, that first interception, um, all of a sudden it's a one score game and we're, we're taught it's different, right? The flow's different. The New Orleans, um, you know, they're not able to pin their ears back the same way. Uh, it's not a short field. Uh, there's so many different things that, that could change potentially in that series. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how they come out uh, this, this next week, but they also, they struggled to get a pass rush a lot of the time. And I also didn't expect to see Jameis Winston take off and run the ball the way that he was able to run the ball. And that was really maddening early on in the game. I thought that Rashawn Gary early had a couple issues where he lost contain and that was frustrating. I noticed that Um, Garvin played an awful lot of snaps. Uh, That means that big Z while he was out there was not 100%. There's no way he was. Um, and, and I noticed uh, early in that first quarter uh, on some of those 15 play drives, we had to have Chauncey Rivers and Garvin out there at the same time. And those were the plays where James Winston was able to just sit back there and, and take his time. So, um, you know, there, there were some issues there, but I, I actually think that the defense is going to be able to work it out. I, I do. But, um, but you know, there, there's definitely cause for concern, especially running the ball once again, uh, on us was, was really frustrating. But I do think that big picture wags, I'm not going to see these quarterbacks scrambling and running and picking up first downs the way that Winston was able to, to do today. I don't think that that's going to be a consistent problem. Um, but until they can show otherwise, I mean, it, it was, it was just a frustrating performance all around. I thought offensive and defensively, I, I joked that the, the new punter, was maybe the, the 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 silver lining. I can't believe I'm saying it, but at least he looked all right out there. But uh, in, in all seriousness, it was kind of a full team effort today uh, with this loss. They just neither phase really looked too um, too fired up. They both seemed kind of flat out there. And um, you know, when that happens on both sides of the ball at the same time, you're in for a world of hurt. Yeah, let's get into some of the numbers. Yeah. There's not a lot to analyze. With right, there's run. not. That's the thing. But, but um, you know, speaking of the rush defense, I was actually actually really surprised. You're looking at the box score after the game. Uh, the Saints only averaged 4.4 yards per, per rush, which isn't wonderful uh, for the defense, but it's actually not that bad either. It's not It's not. It's not as bad as it felt like uh, mm-hmm. during the game, that's for sure. Um, so, you know, 39 carries for the Saints. I, I know they were uh, – part of that is they were just kind of trying to run the clock out for most of the fourth quarters. Uh, but they ended up um, garnering 171 yards on the ground. Jameis Winston, yeah, he had five touchdown passes. But, uh, you know, I don't think he was anything – you know, spectacular through the air. The the Saints and uh, Coach Payton did a nice job of putting him in position uh, to make some some very 
completable passes. Um, and uh, I, aside from the one uh, throw that should have been an interception that Savage had uh, and mm-hmm. Zadarius got called for the uh, late hit penalty, the roughing the passer, uh, he didn't really force the ball uh, into bad spots uh, all day. Um, obviously, the, the big pass that he had, I mean, he only had 148 yards passing. Um, and that's with with 50 of them coming on one pass uh, as Kevin King seemed to be reprising his NFC championship game coverage. Um, and, uh, you know, we can, we can complain about that for a little bit if we want to, but um, you know, it wasn't like Jameis was just in a huge rhythm, right. just, you know, torching the Packers defense through the air. Uh, you know, they give, give the saints coaching staff and their offensive line a, a lot of credit um, I, I know that's hard to do sometimes, but uh, the way that they executed and and uh, moved the football was uh, I, it was actually just a phenomenal game plan and, and really good execution on their part. Um, so, you know, but going back to your point earlier about the defense, I would like to see improvement. I think they'll be better, but I actually do blame more the offense. We scored three yeah. points. Right. We scored three points, and and if we if we had not. If Rodgers doesn't throw that interception, by the way, it's one of the worst passes I've seen him ever make. And, you know, we've seen other quarterbacks make worse throws. So that, that's that's not, you know, someone that, that makes routinely bad passes. But it was a terrible pass and it was a terrible decision. So it was kind of a twofer in that moment. But if Packers get back to 17-10 after falling down 17 nothing, there's a world where in the fourth quarter this is maybe like a – 24 17 or a 20 to 13 type game and we're at least in it so i i just don't really feel like the defense shoulders that much of the responsibility it was a tough first half the saints executed beautifully but last few scores that they had uh the packers went for it on fourth down a couple times a couple interceptions the saints really had the ball well within the um the packers uh, side of the field you know they're going to get a bunch of points in that situation, mm-hmm. so that that was more what contributed to the lopsided score uh, late into the third and into the fourth quarter than anything the defense was necessarily doing. Uh, let's be honest: if the offense can't go out there and convert one third down uh, with with the number one offense, that's that's the problem. You're not going to win any game scoring three points. Uh, it's just not going to happen. That's the that's the figure right there, Wags, is the third down conversion rate. Um, that's the one that I circle, and, and I think that that was really the key to the game, largely, was uh, the offense was not able to extend drives at all. Meanwhile, the New Orleans Saints go back-to-back 15-play drives. I mean, that's the game. I, folks can point at the defense. I think it's easy to do that. Um, but the reality is, um, the defense, you know, is hoping that the offense can at least extend it a little bit, right? Get, get a couple first downs, get some kind of rhythm going. There was no rhythm there. Uh, and if you're not able to convert third downs in the NFL, especially with the reigning MVP, then you're going to be in trouble. And that's it. That's uh, that's that's just football 101 at this point. Yep. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, perhaps his first ga- worst game statistically or one of his worst games statistically – in his entire career, uh, he uh, had a 34 passer rating, uh, only uh, averaged 4.7 yards per attempt. Uh, yeah. It's only the second time in his career he's uh, averaged less than five yards per attempt uh, in a full game. 
Um, you know, no touchdowns, obviously, uh, a couple interceptions. Uh, his second interception was pretty bad, too. I mean, uh, yeah, that was just an overthrow. Uh, those can happen. So it wasn't quite as bad as the first one, but it still was not not a good not a good throw at all. Um, so that's, that's, that's troubling for sure. I, the worst thing is, is that most of the throws were underneath and I, I, we don't have the coach's tape or have a chance to look at that yet, Dane, but, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't feel like some of the games that Rogers has really struggled. It's because he's been under so much pressure. This wasn't our, our best offensive line performance. The pressure was there but the offensive line was adequate i would say it wasn't mm-hmm. the protection wasn't amazing by any means but i felt like aaron had time to throw so so what what were you seeing out there from from the angles that we had uh the saints had you know some some good coverage but uh what was there just some miscommunication or, or what what were you seeing uh, that uh, we weren't able to get anything going in the past game. Yeah, I wish we had the eye in the sky footage right now to just actually really see it. But from what I could tell from just the TV angle, I think it was kind of a perfect storm. Uh, I think there was some miscommunication there. We saw the one the one route where I believe it was Lazard and MVS. They were on top of each other on, I believe it was a third down. And I mean, you're not going anywhere with that, right? I mean, that just there, there wasn't enough space there. Um, so that was troubling. Uh, I think that um, I think Rogers held on to the ball a little longer than I would have liked, and and he's had a um, he he's done that at times in the past, and I think it's a it's a, uh, partially because he wasn't seeing a lot of um, um, separation out there uh, from the receivers, and that's concerning to me uh, only because going into this game, the Saints are decimated at the cornerback position. I mean, Lattimore is all world; he's incredible. Um, but on the other side, they had a rookie and, you know, they've got, they're thin. I think they, they, they traded for a guy who wasn't even on the field this week. They just signed Trufant, who was cut by the Bears out of camp. Uh, and the Packers, these receivers, which, you know, going into this game, we were talking the, 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 the pregame stuff saying, listen, we're five deep, six deep at the wideout position. These are the mismatches. And we weren't able to exploit those mismatches. And in fact, um, the Saints were able to largely shut down the wide receivers today. So I'm not sure exactly uh, if I could pinpoint what it is without seeing that eye in the sky, but it seems like it was a perfect storm. Uh, maybe some issues with route running, um, maybe some issues with protection, uh, but also I think the Saints were able to largely take away some of the Packers' strengths, and I'm I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we're able to adapt from that um, because that that's what throws me through a loop with this game is I thought Rodgers was going to be able to sit back there and just pick apart, pick apart, pick apart the Saints, and that just wasn't the case. Yeah, you know, once we fell behind 24 to 3, it did it feel like Rodgers was holding the ball a little bit longer and, and wasn't really yeah. taking any chances? And I mean, I get it. The chances of the Packers coming back at that point were were pretty slim to none. Uh, but I don't know. Um, I think it's also fair to criticize Aaron at times when he doesn't give his receivers a chance to go make some plays. You know, you've got nothing to lose at that point, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, make some throws. Uh, let your guy try to win one-on-one. You never know. Uh, maybe then they'll go and make some plays. You get a little momentum. And you can go down and score. The NFL is a crazy game. Uh, you go down, score one touchdown, get a stop, all of a sudden you can get right back in it. Again, the chances of them coming back 
<laughs> pretty slim <laughs> at that point. So I, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that was the difference in the game, but we've seen this from Aaron before. Mm-hmm. Uh, last couple seasons under McCarthy, you know, Aaron deserved his share of the blame. Let's not forget he deserved his share of the criticism for the performance of the team out there in those two seasons. Uh, he was not exactly uh, putting himself out there. Uh, and I saw shades of that today. And that's another thing that's concerning to me, compounding with all of the offseason drama is, you know, I, I it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't the play that we saw from Aaron Rodgers last year uh, where he was spreading the ball out, uh, you know, really, um, uh, letting the game come to him, uh, making plays, getting guys involved. And uh, it felt like he was taking some some of the hit or miss throws deep downfield, uh, which he wasn't uh, connecting on, obviously. Um, I, I don't know. So I, I don't want to say something that's overly critical because, again, we're not sitting here trying to do the hot take overreaction stuff tonight. Uh, but uh, it, it was uh, concerning because I, I thought there was a, a little bit of deja vu with that. I don't know if you felt like that at all too, Dane, or am I overreacting here? You tell me. No, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's fair. I, it's a small sample size. I, I, I do still think that I, I'm if this folds into next week when we play Detroit, then we've got issues. Uh, I'll just put it, I'll be blunt. But I think that, you know, this one got away from the Packers that got away from them pretty quickly there in the second second half, early in the second half. And and from there, it just went downhill. Um, so I'll be curious to see next week how the Packers come out because winning cures a lot, right? So if the Packers come out, look like the Packers of 2020 next week, then it's like, okay, you know, we, we worked the kinks out. It was a bad start to the season and now it's behind us. Um, so I'll be curious to see what it looks like next week. Um, but we need to we need to turn around. They need to turn around pretty quick because we're on Monday Night Football. Real quick, just one more question for you. Yeah. I asked about the what you were seeing from wide receivers. MVS actually led the team in targets. He had eight yeah. targets, only three receptions for seventeen yards. Uh, we heard all preseason how MVS was, you know, taking it to the next level, maturity. You know, his practice. We expected more consistency, and. That's not a lot of production. It was I, I don't know that I can say that it felt like he left anything on the field, but um, were there some more opportunities that MBS maybe could have contributed to, you know, maybe get this this offense rolling a little bit today? Or um, were, was there just not really uh, the opportunities there? And he happened to be the guy that was targeted when, when Aaron was trying to just make a throw or throw the ball away. Yeah. I mean, a couple of those targets were one of them was like well out of the end zone. If I recall, uh, one was that interception, right? So you start, when I start to look at that, um, a couple of those were just not catchable balls. Um, I, I will say I was really encouraged on that first drive on fourth down that completion that, that, that he helped convert that, that fourth down play early in the game. Uh, obviously didn't end up really <laughs> mattering in the game, but that, that was a play that, well, you know, I'm not sure if he makes last year. Um, so I was really pleased for him to convert and for him to be the guy who could convert the ball. But I think it's a small sample size. I want to see him again next week as well, because it's just it's so hard to tell. And that's that's, I think, the frustrating thing about this week, Wags, is like it's so hard to analyze some of this stuff because I don't think we got a good look at anybody, really. Yeah. What is your take on Packers kind of throwing away the run game this week? Was it, you know. I know at, at the half, 
uh, Aaron Andrews said she talked to Lafleur, and he he said he hasn't even got a chance to get into his game plan yet. Um, yeah, Aaron Jones rushes the ball five times. Uh, AJ Dillon only gets four carries. I, I, I guess I think we definitely needed to run the ball more. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 there's no doubt about that. I, I kind of understand what they are trying to do though. In that first possession of the second half, it's kind of like let's get some rhythm, let's throw the ball, let's go down and score a touchdown. Let's get back and make this a one-score game yeah. and go from there. That didn't happen, and so then it just kind of got away from them at that point. So, so I get it. Um, but I think, he, yeah, yeah, I think, Wags, I think in uh, when we did our Insta Live right after the game, I think you, um, the series that that, and we're in agreement on this. So I wanted to bring it up. I think you had a really good point. Um, AJ Dillon. Yeah, A.J. Dillon seemed to start getting something going, and the Packers went away from that. And that was probably uh, the biggest surprise, I think, of the second half for me was yeah. that because he was growing a little bit. There. Right. The first, the second series, the Packers were down 10 nothing. Uh, it seemed like they hadn't had the ball at all. Uh, it, they start off with two A.J. Dillon runs, two nice runs back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, he picks up a first down, and then – they got a little bit cute, uh, and I said this on our Insta. We uh, uh, do a play action. Rodgers ends up getting sacked. I believe Davenport read it perfectly, and uh, now they've got second and 21. And it felt like that's when it started to slip away from them a little bit yeah. because uh, they ended up having to to punt the ball, and, and the Saints got the ball right back. Defense was probably starting to get a little bit gassed. When you've got an offense – that uh, has only had the ball for two possessions and I think got two first downs uh, in, in basically the whole first half until they got the ball back uh, with the, that uh, last minute and 20 seconds or so. So, um, you know, that's a key moment to me. And, and again, I know that not every play design is going to work perfectly. Uh, it just would have been nice when it seemed like Dylan and the offensive line was starting to get a little bit of rhythm. I don't care if it's predictable. Hand him that rock at least one more time. He just had two back-to-back six, seven-yard carries. Uh, you've, your defense has been out on the field the whole first quarter. Right. Uh, let's let's uh, let's let's make the Saints stop them, and then let's let's put the ball back in the air. Uh, you know, it happens. I get it, uh, but unfortunately, in retrospect, I think uh, Coach Lafleur and Coach Hackett would have liked to take that one back and maybe mm-hmm. give an A.J. Dillon the ball uh, one or two more times uh, after he had those two carries, those two carries to start the drive. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. Um, did it feel weird at all in the fourth quarter? Um, I was watching the game with my wife and my daughter, and, you know, I, I, I was totally fine with Rodgers and Devontae and some of the others not being on the field in garbage time. But it felt... Um, the future was on the field uh, in the fourth quarter. And, and I'm not just talking Jordan Love. I, I, you know, we saw Amari Rogers out there. It was A.J. Dillon. It was Kylan Hill, uh, Dominic Daphne, and just a number of other, like, real young guys. And um, I, I hate to go too far into it, but, um, you know, I think we kind of got a glimpse a little bit of, of what it can look like down the road here. Uh, and, um what was your take? Or were you comfortable with the Packers pulling Aaron Rodgers there in the fourth quarter? Would you like to have seen him stick it out? Um, you know, just I'm just kind of curious your your philosophy on that kind of thing. It seemed like the right time to do it. Uh, they it, at the time they pulled him, 
the game was over. Yeah. Um, I believe it was 31 to three at that point. There wasn't enough time left. Uh, even if, if Rogers and the offense had strung together a couple of scoring possessions, there just wasn't enough time left. Mm -hmm. Um, the one thing that I would say is I don't know why Alan Lazard and MVS got pulled out too. Mm -hmm. Um, and this goes back to my frustration with them skipping the OTAs, uh, and then not playing at all in the preseason, which again, I know it's the coach's decision. Those guys need to be out on the field. They're not untouchable to me. Um, and yeah. they need to be getting those reps. And frankly, I don't think it makes sense that Jordan Love shouldn't have those guys as uh, targets to be out on the field, even if it is garbage time. Um, so, you know, <laughs> that's what I don't understand. Yeah, pull Aaron Rodgers, fine, I get it. Uh, pull Devontae Adams, pull Aaron Jones. Uh, but uh, some of these other guys need to be out on the field playing football. Um, and, and to me, uh, it, that didn't make, you know, again, it makes no difference. But let's see what uh, what what Love can do with his full complement or more of a full complement of guys out there because the Saints still had all their starters out there. Um, and, and frankly, I thought Love looked okay. Um, yeah, okay. I, I was surprised that they got the ball to midfield. They had a fourth and five or six. You know, we went forward on fourth down all those other times from inside our twenty-five own twenty-five yard line. We were moving the ball a little bit more with with love out there uh, than our number one offense is. I was surprised we didn't go for it on that mm -hmm. fourth down. Um, I would have liked to see what they could do. I mean, unfortunately, they didn't end up getting any points. Uh, but um, yeah, I, they they were the only ones that converted a, a third down <laughs> all day. So yeah. Um, and yeah. I thought Jordan had one of the better throws of the day uh, for a Packer quarterback. And I, and listen, I'm 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 not trying to pile on. It's what it is, right? It's Jordan Love who's getting some garbage time against a a defense that's playing back a little bit. I, I get it, but he had a nice ball or two there. And I mean, you know, good for him. I, I'm glad that he was able to get some actual regular season snaps in. Yeah, and I know we can agree or disagree on whether preseason matters, but maybe it mattered for Jordan yeah. Love. <laughs> uh, maybe that helped him maybe mm -hmm. it would have helped some of these other guys again we don't know it's a straw man um ultimately they went out there and, and they they kept the guys healthy and they just got smoked today so yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, they did. so uh, whether that would have made any difference or not if the starters would have gotten uh you know a couple series in the preseason um uh, I, we will never know but yeah uh good for jordan I guess that's that's one glimmer of optimism to come out of this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic with one other thing. It was good to see Mason Crosby hit a field goal, um, just because you know you you, you always want to see that happen. Uh, so I was happy to see him swing the leg today. Yeah, and our punting was uh, improved. Yeah. Uh, so so I, that's something, right, Dane? Uh, <laughs> if, if nothing else, I don't know that our special teams was was really all that great overall today, but uh, but it's something. They might make a move at a long snapper. Uh, they brought in a long snapper onto the practice squad um, last week, and Hunter Bradley had another low snap today. Um, the, it's something to keep an eye on on that front. But I, uh, hopefully we're not winning and losing games based on our long snapper, but just something to keep an eye on because uh, our, our, our new punter today had to go down and grab one low. So just it's something to keep an eye on. So, Dane, defensively, can, can we vent yeah. a little bit about uh, Kevin King? So yeah. um, how long do you think he is for this starting position? Is is it Eric Stokes starting next week? Uh, is that going to happen? 
here. I think so. I thought Stokes actually looked pretty good. He had a nice pass breakup. He looked like he knew what he was doing from the plays that I could see. He did not seem to be the problem. I'll put it that way today. And I think that Stokes has done enough that he's going to get a a real chance to play heavy snaps against a a Detroit offense that by all appearances doesn't have the firepower. Um, And I, I think that it's a good week. It's going to be at home. It's 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 the right time to get a young cornerback out there. And and frankly, Kevin King just hasn't performed well enough to to keep the job. I think Stokes has done enough to take it from him. So I think it's Eric Stokes' job next week. Yeah, I mean, well, and I just don't think Kevin King's worthy of being a starting cornerback in this league. I think yeah. I think today showed that. Uh, if if we didn't know that already, I think today showed that. And if that's my overreaction of the week, uh, so be it. Uh, but uh, I firmly believe it, and I I was surprised when uh, Goody in the front office resigned Kevin King. And you know, I don't know Kevin personally, so I, I hate to be too yeah. overly critical of one guy, but it just is what it is. You know, he should not be a starting cornerback in this league. And unfortunately, um, I don't think he's going to be for much longer. So, um, or unfortunately for him. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, Dane, one other thing I thought was uh, just notable. Um, uh, the Saints had a, a, a touchdown uh, that go up, I believe, twenty-four to three, um, and uh, that was uh, uh, Chris Hogan had the reception over the middle. It looked like there was a breakdown in communication. Um, uh, it started out lined up against Chandon Sullivan, and the replay I saw Sh- Sullivan pass him off. It looked like Darnell Savage mm-hmm. may have come up against the play action uh, as as uh, Jameis started to run and press the line of scrimmage. So I don't know whose responsibility that was to kind of shadow Jameis if he was going to break the line of scrimmage, if that was Darnell Savage or if that was Chandon. Uh, but uh, uh, certainly that was another uh, breakdown that you do not like to see out there uh, on the defense. I don't care what the situation is. Um, so uh, overall, uh, a little bit discouraged. I, again, I know that, like we said earlier, I don't think this is as much on the defense as it was the offense today, uh, but um, uh, a little bit discouraging, I think, on a few things uh, that we saw out there today uh, in Coach Barry's first game as a defensive coordinator. So uh, he's going to have his work cut out for him uh, if uh, he's going to prove uh, that he's going to elevate the defense this year because um you know, the talent's there, uh, but we need to get those uh, breakdowns and communication cleaned up in a hurry because uh, we just cannot have any more of that moving forward. No, we can't. And uh, I, I, I don't have a, I, I, do you have anything else? I, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm so disappointed, um, but I'm also encouraged it's early in the year. So, you know, I'm, I really am trying to come at it from an optimistic standpoint. And I, I just want to get the bad taste out of the mouth where, as far as I'm concerned, we're in a two game losing streak right now going from last season and into this year. And I, and I'd like to, I'd like to change that. So I'm, I'm hopeful that next week on Monday night football, um, the, the Packers make the adjustments that they need to make, because if they don't, um, the sky's not falling yet, but if, if, if they don't look right next week, I'm going to be pretty concerned. Yeah. And Lee 86, thanks for joining in in the comments yeah, in the chat, man. Um, agreed that uh, he felt like Savage bossed the coverage on that touchdown. Um, I mean, I, you know, it, it looks like that, but either way, uh, the communication has to be better uh, between both guys. So it's it's a team responsibility, no doubt about that. Um, 
So uh, one other thing, one I guess one final thing on the defense. You touched on it earlier, the pass rush. I, I know the, we talked coming in, the Saints have a really good offensive line, but uh, it really didn't get any pressure um, almost the entire game. Um, that was a little bit of a concern for me as well. It seemed like that should be a strength of this defense. Uh, we had some really good pass rush games last year, and we had some really poor ones. Inconsistency was the name of the game. Um, so I'm hoping that's not a trend or a harbinger of things to come from this defense and that uh, when Zadarius gets fully healthy and these guys get, you know, locked and loaded and, and ready to go and hopefully playing with a lead a little bit more can help too um, that this pass rush can be a strength of this defense because today um, I was I was uh, pretty pretty uninspired uh, it was pretty vanilla as far as the the pressure that we were getting up front yeah uh, you said you said it all there it was it was disappointing this would have been a good opportunity to get in in Jameis's uh, year and the couple times that we were able to early, he was beating us with his legs. And, um, you know, there was a uh, multiple factors there. There's some breakdowns in the inside. Um, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, Rashawn Gary had trouble on uh, one or maybe even twice on contain. He, it was clear he had contain. He squeezed too far inside and, uh, and, uh, you know, was able to, to get out and, and make a play with his legs, which I just, I frankly just did not anticipate today. Uh, but we need to, we need to get a, a better pass rush and, um, you know, I did think that I, I will say from what I could tell, Preston Smith looked a little faster out there um, while in the in the chances that he had to rush the passer. But it didn't look like he was able to really get to pay dirt. And I, I don't think we got to, to Jameis once today uh, in the backfield. No, um, in that first series, Kenny Clark had a little bit of pressure yeah. on one of the third downs that Jameis, he got kind of a, his Got a, a paw, uh, basically, on uh, Jameis, and Jameis talked and ran uh, when he was able to slide for the first down, uh, and that was, uh, uh, you know, kind of a back-breaking play. Obviously, the Saints, you know, it's early on, and they ended up just getting a field goal on that drive, uh, but that was, you know, sometimes just getting home on a sack and getting home early can really set the tone, too, so, um, you know, that might have been been one of those plays that uh, had Kenny been able to, you know, got an arm on him and, and grab him or at least slow him down enough for someone else to clean up. Uh, that may have been a little bit different as well. Um, yeah. And then I think we have another question here in the chat, uh, which I address uh, any blitzes at, at any point before the game got out of hand. Um, it felt pat like it was a passive defense. Uh, no, not really. But to be honest with you, there wasn't very many passing situations. I think Jameis only threw the ball 13 times. Yeah. Um, through most of the third quarter. So, you know, if you're not in really any third and long situations, it's hard to dial up, uh, you know, all, all these creative blitz coverages. Um, so whether it was Coach Barry had him in his back pocket or not, we'll never know. Uh, the defense just didn't get in, all, in too many situations that it seemed like it was would have been appropriate for him to – be calling a lot of uh, different schemes. So, um, you know, they've got to be better, uh, yeah. I think, is, is the long and short of it, no doubt about it. Safe to um, say we need a mulligan, and uh, and uh, everybody needs to just uh, take a breath, relax a little bit, and hope that uh, next week's a little bit better. And, man, I wish it was a Thursday or a Sunday game. I can't believe we have to wait all the way to Monday now. Yeah, I'm not really that relaxed, Dean. I think, um, <laughs> again, I'm not overreacting. What's 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 your concern level? Like just being rational on a scale of one to 10, what's, what's a, a 
fair, rational concern level that you have uh, after this performance? Like a solid five. I'm <laughs> right in the middle. I, uh, I, I mean, I have concern. Uh, I have more concern than I would have if there wasn't the turmoil of the offseason. I think that that's what's really hanging over my head because we know the talent's there. We know the coaching's there. Like, we've seen it. And it, this team isn't drastically different. In fact, I would argue uh, in some position groups it's better. Um, but there's all this unsaid extra stuff. Uh, and that's, I guess, what the concern is. And I'm hopeful it's nothing. But if it is something, then it can be a real something real quick. Yeah. Um, and just because their backs are against the wall doesn't guarantee that they're going to be like amazing next week either. Right. Hopefully we're be- we got to be a lot better because uh, you can't get really much worse as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll have. To what's, what's your number? What's your number? Uh, what's your concern level? I'm closer to like a six and a half or a seven, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going like in the red zone, but they just lost thirty-eight to three. And I know I said on the IG, yeah, the Bucks also lost to the Saints thirty-eight to three last year, and they won the Super Bowl. Um, so I'm not going to like use my own mm-hmm. circular logic against myself, but I just don't really feel like Super Bowl contending teams lose games thirty-eight to three. And the Saints might be a pretty decent team this year, but I also don't feel like they're a Super Bowl contender either. Uh, I'm just going to be perfectly honest. I think they're a solid team. They may be contending for the playoffs if they can stay healthy. Uh, they're clearly a little bit better than than a lot of people thought they were. <laughs> um, we thought they were perfectly capable of beating the Packers this week. I didn't expect it to be like this. Uh, but just, that's my, my concern level is just uh, how do we respond to this? And... Um, you know, maybe we're just not quite as good as we we expected to be, but we've got a long season to work mm-hmm. this out. So it's a little and, start. It starts next week. Uh, and absolutely. Y- you know what? And maybe, and I'm just going to be hopeful on this end and say maybe um, instead of us all feeling good about ourselves, right, and go after a big year last year, maybe this is a good wake up call. And and also, if we're looking for a silver lining, the Lions lost today, the Vikings lost today. As we're recording this, the Bears are down by 13 against the Rams. So, heck, uh, you know, you got to win your division to get in the playoffs in this league. So I, I know it's early, but it's not like we're sitting here watching the Vikes blow blow everything up and the Bears are blowing the Rams out of the water right now. And, the, and Chicago come back win this game uh, by the time this podcast is over. But, um, you know, you also have to look around at who's in your division, and it's not about how you start in this league. It's about how you end. Yep. You couldn't have said it any better. Uh, So I think that's a good spot to end it on, Dame. Um, (laughs) Thanks, folks, for joining in. This was a little bit of event session. Hopefully we provided, you know, at least a little bit of something to chew on here. Uh, Like we said at the top. It's pretty tough. Uh, not a lot to, to really dive into after a game like this, but we did the best we could do. Uh, so thanks for joining in, following along. Um, and as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go Pack Go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.